0: for us to check in with Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun this morning. Good morning, Vaughn. And good morning, Simi. Okay, so there's some big press conference happening today. What is this all about?
1: Uh, the premier is in Surrey this morning, Kwantlen uh, Polytechnic University, 10.30 a.m. And the advisory from the premier's office says, uh, a town hall meeting to talk about progress on international credential recognition, and upcoming legislation. So the House is not sitting this week. Uh, The Premier is going to lay out some detail today, although the general rule, Simi, is you don't give away too much about upcoming legislation because you're supposed to table it in the House before you talk about what's in it. So I think we'll be uh, a little bit of generalities this morning, but this is a major push by the government. They promised this semi way back in the throne speech in February. It looks like we're finally going to be getting the legislation when the house sits next week.
0: Okay. So when they say international credentials, like are we talking about
1: doctors, like nurses, what are we talking about? Well, you know, it's interesting how this developed. Uh, If you go back to the throne speech, it's exactly what you say. The government said it was going to make it easier for international doctors and nurses to practice here in British Columbia. Now, there's a lot of overlap in that area. One of the biggest obstacles has been the federal government is also involved in this, Immigration Canada and the Professional Association. So clearing all those obstacles, it's not just up to the province. But there's been uh, recently a couple of hints that they're going to go well beyond just doctors and nurses, that they're going to look at a bunch of professions. Uh, you may have noticed last week, Simi, in fact, it was said on your show by the head of BC ferries, or maybe it was yesterday, uh, Jimenez said, uh, uh, BC ferries have been addressing their shortage of deck officers yes. and engineers by recruiting out of Ukraine. And there are a bunch of areas where we have skill shortages in BC, where you might be able to address some of those, not just by getting people to move here from other provinces, which they're doing, but specifically targeting, targeting international credentials. So uh, what we've heard, and again, no detail, is that this may address a dozen or two professions out there where there are shortages and where the BC government believes it can address those shortages by making it easier for international credentials to get recognition here in BC.
0: Interesting. Okay, so a much bigger kind of idea than what we had started out with.
1: Yeah, I think so. Uh, but again, I, I mean, first of all, I think we won't get the details of everything that's in the legislation today, just some broad hints from the premier. Also, I see that um, unusual, They uh, since the pandemic, Simi, when the premier does a media conference anywhere, usually there's a live t- phone feed option uh, for those of us who don't have big travel budgets anymore. I see they haven't done that for this one, perhaps because it's a town hall session and they that would be cumbersome to try to manage that. So one of the things I will be doing is hoping, hint, hint, that either CKNW or BC1, <laughs> my friends there, broadcast it because otherwise I'm going to have to rely on the summary after the fact to find out what the heck pr- the Premier said since I'm not going to be in Surrey this morning at 1030.
0: I think you can probably count on some kind of coverage of that. I think we kind of got you covered on that one. Uh, also, Good. what are some of the other things that you think Premier E.B. might get pressed on here?
1: I think he's going to get asked about these sympathy rallies that have been staged uh, here in BC uh, for Hamas and for what Hamas did in to Israel, um, you know, murder, rape, uh, torture, hostage taking, kidnapping um, murdering a whole bunch of kids at a music festival. It. It's pretty easy to condemn that and yet we haven't heard from the premier yet at least I can't find an unequivocal condemnation of one aspect of that. So the premier did condemn Hamas and condemn what happened. They didn't go as far as advanced education minister Selena Robinson did. She also condemned the the sympathy rallies. She condemned the celebration of rape, murder and torture, kidnapping. Uh, Mayor Sim of Vancouver did that. The Prime Minister did that. The leader of the opposition, BC and federal, did that. John Rustad of the Conservatives did that. Doug Ford, Premier of Ontario, did that. I haven't seen that. E.B. did that, but uh, he hasn't. You know, he hasn't been asked yet either. So I. Expect he'll get a question on that today, but we shall see.
0: All right, we are talking with Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun this morning, and of course, we have to figure out what is going on with the Surrey policing thing. Like all of that information that came out, you know, late last week, Vaughn was a big flurry, and what's happened as a result?
1: <laughs> well, uh, you talked to Solicitor General Mike Farnworth on Friday, yep. and I went over the transcript this morning, and uh, he told you. Exactly what he said back in July. It's a done deal. <clears throat> the plan to go back to the RCMP is dead. The province killed it. There's a plan in place to move to Surrey police, and it's got to go ahead, and it's going to go ahead, and people in Surrey can stop worrying about it because it's happening. So why are we talking about this? Yes. Why are <laughs> well, we talking Well, I mean, you've got the letter from the director of policing services who says it isn't happening, Uh, foot-dragging by Surrey, misleading numbers by Surrey, can't get meetings with Surrey, uh, can't get going on things. It's all held up. And so when you push Farnworth on this, he says, well, yeah, you know, the letter says what it says. Uh, (laughs) Okay, so what are you going to do about it? Oh, and the mayor of Surrey, of course, come out and said, no, 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 you know, the province killed the RCMP plan. Yes, they did. So it's up to the province to come up with a transition plan to Surrey Policing Services. And uh, she says, oh, no, no, I'd be happy to meet with anybody and all that. So when you really push Farmworth on this, where is he going? Well, I see what he told you. And this is the latest fallback position is the government's bringing in legislation this session to make sure this will never happen again. That a municipality, if it decides to transition to uh, its police force, to a new one, for instance, to a local police force and get rid of the RCMP, they will never be allowed to reverse direction on that. It'll it'll happen. Um, That doesn't really answer the question either, Simi. No, it doesn't. Farmer got asked about that and he said well, the mayor of Surrey has to obey the law. Okay, well, yeah. Is the legislation going to force her to do that? Will the legislation in effect cement the transition because the powers aren't there to make that happen? And he said, oh, wait, see what's in the legislation. I can't tell you what's in the legislation before the legislation is tabled in the legislature. So You know, this is up in the air, as I see it, Simi. The provincial government is the provincial government. And, you know, as an NDP cabinet minister said back in the 1990s, don't forget government can do anything. But I don't know if the provincial government can force Surrey Council to do this or whether the province has to somehow or other step in. And make it happen. And if Surrey won't go along, what are the penalties for Surrey?
0: I don't know, even know what this looks like. I was thinking about this yeah. too, because Brenda Locke, the mayor of Surrey, hasn't said anything. And that was a pretty damning letter to come out and say, you're you're obfuscating, you're misleading the public. And there hasn't really been an official response from the city of Surrey on this. It's been four days now, given, I mean, it was a Thanksgiving weekend, so maybe there'll be something this week. But I don't know what that looks like if you decide that you're going to bring the hammer down.
1: Well, my read of the news summaries is she did say a couple of things that did get reported, and one of them was in an interview with Global, and it was um, she was asked about, you know, the province keeps saying, we gave, we're giving you $150 million to do this, right? Don't, don't complain about how much it's going to cost. That's why we're giving you $150 million. Why don't you take the $150 million? Locke's response to that is $150 million isn't enough. Surrey doesn't believe that $150 million is enough money. They believe that the transition is going to cost a lot more than that. And here's an interesting quote from the mayor. She says they're going to wear it. She says, meaning the provincial NDP government is going to wear it. So when the bill for all this comes in, and it's more than $150 million, according to the mayor she wants the provincial government to take the blame for it because otherwise Surrey Council is going to be raising taxes, sticking property owners and residents with the tab, and she wants to make sure when that happens that she's able to say, don't look at me, look at the New Democrats in Victoria. This is the political dilemma for the government is twofold. Do they have the power to actually force the mayor and council to do this And second of all, will the mayor and council find a way to blame the city's NDP MLAs and cabinet ministers for the extra cost? This standover is not open yet, Simi, over yet, Simi. And the political challenges here that will play out could lead right up to the eve of the next provincial election a year from now.
0: Well, it certainly sounds like it with the way that it's been dragging out. It's like a it's like a giant game of chicken.
1: It is. Yeah, it is. I mean, it, it, there's nothing quite like it because the only analogy I can think of is we have had these kind of showdowns between provincial government and school boards, where school boards have refused to implement education policies or uh, funding changes or whatever. And in those cases, the provincial government has fired the school board. But You're not going to step in and and fire entire council, council, yeah. You know, and 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 they don't want to do that anyway because you know if Mayor Locke's plan to make sure the new Democrats wear fiscal responsibility for this would be you know into nirvana if she were fired and the council were vacated. It this is really a huge challenge. I mean, you look at the powers they have; the powers are all there, but. If the mayor and council won't do it, you know, they're duly elected too. Uh, municipalities are creatures of the provincial government. We know that. The constitutional power is there. But the political heat you would take for stepping in and forcing the council to do this and then forcing it to jack up property taxes on its residents, the New Democrats do not want to take the heat for that. This is not over yet.
0: It is not. And it's amazing to even think that, isn't it, Vaughn, when you consider how many times we've talked about
1: this? Yeah. No, I mean, Surrey is is central to forming the government in British Columbia. That's another thing, right? The liberals, uh, back when they were called the liberals, up to Christy Clark's time, the 2017 election, liberals had the majority of seats in Surrey, right? They're now down to what? Two, I think. Another seat is being added, like... Rate payers in Surrey, I am sure, are fed up with this. Residents are fed up with this. But if they're going to get stuck with a giant bill for this transition, um, they're <laughs> they're going to want to know who to blame politically. And the first bunch that they get a chance to take their anger out on will be in a provincial election a year from now. Brenda Law, well, she doesn't face an election for a couple more years, what, three years yet?
0: Yeah, so we have lots more to talk about. Avon, thank you.
1: Bye bye, sir.